Attention all personnel. Incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters. And welcome to MASH Matters. MASH Matters is the only podcast in the history of podcasts that features two guys talking about MASH. One of the guys is an ardent fan of the show, and the other guy used to work there. I happen to be the guy that used to work there. My name is Jeff Maxwell. I played the role of Private Igor on the show. He was the miserable cook and ever cute, adorable food server. (laughs) (laughs) The other guy, my partner here, who you hear laughing in the background at what I say, Mm -hmm. is Mr. Ryan Patrick. You are the ardent fan, if I can identify you. But you're not identifying me as ever cute? I haven't stopped talking yet. Okay, go ahead. And the ever cute, adorable, irascible, (laughs) talented, brilliant Ryan Patrick. By Gollum. Thank you very much. Thank you for that that very warm and tender and well thought out introduction. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, hey, you know what? What? We are celebrating our one year anniversary with this episode. Oh, gosh. I thought it would never come. Oh, my goodness. You have fulfilled your one year obligation. You are now free from your contract. Thank and you. And you can go on your merry way. <laughs> Eddie, start the car. Okay. <laughs> now, can you believe it though? A year. We've, we've been doing this thing for one year now. What started as just kind of a, a, a dream and a whimper has grown into something fun and substantial and people seem to like it. So it's, it's pretty cool. Happy anniversary to you. And happy anniversary to you too. And you know, I said a few minutes ago in the history of podcasts, that stuck in my head, history of podcasts. You know, podcasts don't really have a long history, do they? What? Do you know when podcasts started? I I couldn't tell you. You may, because you know this stuff. I don't know for sure what the first podcast was. Podcasts started when iPods came along. And Ricky Gervais had a, a podcast early on. Mm-hmm. He was the first really big celebrity to come along and do his own podcast. Now it's which celebrities aren't doing podcasts nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, we are right now, I think, in the podcast boom. So many people are wanting to do them. So many people are wanting to listen to them. And what I love about it If you have an interest in something, uh, you can probably find a podcast about it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like your own little private radio show about everything that you love. And this is ours about the classic television show, MASH. And I think podcasts gave people the opportunity who wanted to talk about something, who had a passion about it. It gave them the ability to do that and let other people hear it rather than just their Uncle Gus, you know, who had to listen to it. They could get, get, you know, intrigue other people to kind of listen to their subject matter as well. And they could, I mean, you know, we're in a huge, complex, incredibly uh, stupendous studio system here. But a lot of podcast people sit in their underwear, you know, in their garage, but they're still able to do the same thing. Yeah. So as long as the subject matter, I guess, is interesting and people are interested in it, they have a degree of success doing podcasts. Yeah. And certainly, pod. I mean, it, the minute podcasts become, and this is just my humble opinion, and we'll talk about that MASH thing in a minute, but the minute podcasts become really, really able to uh, be received in one's car rather than hooking up uh, some other device to it, I don't know what's going to happen to normal radio. I mean, 
who cares anymore? Am I stupid to say that? I don't know. But you're the radio expert, so I don't know. I don't think radio is going to go away anytime soon. I mean, people can already listen to podcasts in cars with Bluetooth technology. They can hook their phones up through their car's stereo and they can listen to podcasts. That's how I listen to a lot of podcasts in my car. So I don't think radio, though, is going to go away anytime soon. And I don't think podcasts are going to be the thing that will knock radio off of its perch. One of these days, I know they're already kind of playing with it, but one of these days they're going to have them self-driving cars. And when that happens, well, then you don't have to listen. You can watch. Yeah. You can turn on your Netflix and your Disney Plus and your Hulus and everything. Instead of uh, hearing us talk about MASH, you can just watch MASH while you're driving down the road, driving to work. Right. Once your car can get you from point A to point B, without you having to operate it, that might be the end of radio as we know it. But for now, if anything, podcasts complement radio. And uh, so I don't know if radio is going away. It just has a new, flashier, sexier neighbor right now with podcasts. Very nice. Great. Oh, flashy, sexy neighbor. <laughs> I like that. And, you know, you said if the once the uh, driverless cars hit, you can do a podcast from your car. Yeah. Because you're just sitting there in your underwear driving along and the car is driving. So you can do your own podcast from your car. It's an amazing world. That's the second time that you've referenced sitting in your underwear while podcasting. This is probably where it's good that this is not a video podcast. This is an audio podcast. I'm just saying. Well, some may prefer it. I don't know. There are others who might think that's a good video. I don't know. Well, hey, happy anniversary to our podcast and to you and to us for doing this for a year. I think that's really fun. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations to you too. And thank you to the listeners because if we didn't have all the feedback and all the great questions and the voicemails and e emails and everything coming in, we wouldn't have gotten past probably episode three because we, <laughs> we would probably <laughs> would run out of things to say. But you just keep sending in all these great questions and comments and that just keeps us going. So keep them coming real quick. If you want to get in touch with us, please do that through Twitter at MASH Matters or on Facebook. You can email us MASH Matters podcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 513-436-4077. And speaking of voicemails, we do have a cool voicemail coming up here in just a bit. But Jeff, I want to start off yeah. now that we're, what, 38 minutes into this podcast already. I want yeah. to start with uh, an email that we got this week from Danelle White. And uh, Danelle says, Dear Jeff and Ryan, thank you so much for this podcast. I look forward to it every two weeks and it just makes my day. Well, thank Aww. you, Danelle. Thank you, Danelle. She says, I started watching MASH back in the 80s when a friend introduced it to me, and I've been watching episodes every night since then. I loved it so much that it inspired me to start a career as a certified surgical technologist, which is also known as a CST, back in 1996. And now I teach this career at Tri-County Technical College in Pendleton, South Carolina. You may or may not know this, but the development of the CST career started after World War II and implemented during the Korean War. MASH TV show was great in showing the role of the career, especially the characters of Nurse Ginger and Kelly, so much that I show an episode, season three, episode five, OR, every year to my students in class as a teaching tool. It is great in showing my students the surgical environment back then to now. It would be super great if you could give a shout out to all the surgical technologists during your September 15th podcast, as that week is National Surgical Technologist Week and our 50th anniversary of our profession. 
You can find out more about our profession at ast.org. Thank you so much, Jeff and Ryan, Danelle White, CST. That's pretty amazing. I I did not know any of that. I didn't either. That's pretty cool. They have an anniversary. We have an anniversary. It's like anniversary everywhere. They have 49 years on us, but you know, hey. One year at a time. We're working on it. So you want to play this voicemail? Why don't we? This is an interesting voicemail. It is. And it's an interesting topic. And it's something that um, I don't know that we're going to be able to go too in depth on. But I would love to open it up to listeners to get their feedback on this topic. This, by the way, Jeff, is our first, I believe, international voicemail. And it comes all the way from Germany. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Ryan. Um, My name is Jesper. I'm 23. I'm from Germany. And I have watched MASH since I was 10, I guess. And I always loved it. And I'm now watching it with my 10 years younger sister. And she also loves it. So there must be something special about it that various generations love it, obviously. Thank you very much for this very interesting podcast. Actually, something like this um, missed in my life. (laughs) I'm a bit sad that people here in Germany, especially my age, don't really know about MASH. Some do, but I, I have nothing, no one to talk about it. But I guess that's normal uh, with a series that age. So um, now my question. When I got older, I uh, recognized that uh, MASH was quite sexistic in some way. People got touchy with women and no one really cared about it. I remember that one episode where the, um, what was it, plastic surgery guy came to the camp and he started pushing hot lips on the on the table and and people made, people made joke, jokes about it but she was very 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 scared i ha- i have to say that this bothers me now and i can't watch these episodes and i want to know if this has ever been on set if this has ever been a topic but not only on the set but also on the media and i remember that there was a making off I couldn't find it, but then there were some writers of MASH sitting in a room and um, the documentary team, someone asked, do you think the show would have been different um, if there was a woman being part of in, in the writing process? And they all said, mm, yeah, probably it would be different. And uh, I, could, I can't find it anymore, but this kind of stuck in my head because I asked this question myself as, as well. And I did realize that uh, MASH has changed with the years. I think it's Ellen Alda took over and got more involved and things changed, luckily. Not that I hate the, the old episodes, but it has a bitter taste. Once again, thank you very much for this podcast. Keep going. <laughs> I really enjoy. I'm, I'm really happy when I see that there comes a new episode. Sorry for my English. I wouldn't mind if you don't play this one um, in the in the podcast but um i think it's too long it's too long anyway and um thanks if you made it to the last voice message jasper first of all thank you very much for being our first international uh voicemail that's very exciting and it's very exciting to know that you're listening to us in germany Uh, hello to everybody in germany we appreciate it very very much you pose a very interesting question And uh, it goes kind of right to the heart of a lot of things. And because we're in a very uh, interesting time Mm -hmm. that is moving on and developing with regard to the way we treat each other and the way we talk to each other and the way we behave with each other and the way show business works or any business works day to day. It is a very sensitive issue and a very, uh, very interesting one that you bring up. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I didn't expect to hear that <laughs> at all. I wasn't, I never thought that topic would come up. A couple of things that you said that maybe need to be adjusted. First of all, I'm going to back up from the end of what you said about the documentary where the writers were talking about, would it be different if there was a female writer? Well, there were female writers. 
and during the last couple of years, there was a wonderful, wonderful female writer named Karen Hall who had uh, story editor credit and producer credits and writing credits. And so she was very active in, in producing or, or creating the stories and writing the scripts. So yes, there definitely was a female writer. There were also other female writers throughout the years that participated and created stories for MASH 2. So with regard to that specific scene, and I wish uh, I, <laughs> Ryan is a, a great historian, I'm not. I kind of don't remember the scene, but just as a way of uh, just uh, as a way of talking about it, I'm just going to imagine sort of the way that all played out and what I know of Mash. Sure, I think that there was behavior in the camp and behavior from various people in the camp that today you could question and say, "Gee, you know, uh, that makes me uncomfortable." Probably so. However, number one, it was the show was done. I think it was started in 1972 and and ended in 1983. So there was a little bit of a different mindset, perhaps. And these were older folks coming into a show that was written. So this was not a 17 year old crowd writing a show. These were grown up adults. Right. Uh, so they had already become who they were when they got to the show. <laughs> so that was the crew that was writing it. That was a crew that was acting it. Also, they were telling a story about something that happened in the 1950s, and they were writing stories about behavior of people in that time period. So, yeah, probably some of that behavior in the 1950s in a war zone uh, would probably have been uncomfortable to a lot of people watching it in 2019 and experiencing it in 2019. But if they hadn't kind of written it that way and performed it that way, they would have been inaccurate, probably. It, it wouldn't have been as credible a show. And I don't think the, it would have had the same impact because you were hearing stories about people from that era in a very, very difficult place. So, yeah, maybe if you watch it, you go, oh, boy, it makes you cringe. It, it might. And good for you. I mean, I think that's a great thing that it kind of makes you uncomfortable because that's not only something that says a lot about you, but it also opens up a topic of conversation for you and your friends and, and the rest of the world. So thanks for the question. You said you were surprised that he posed the question. I'm not as surprised by that because I think I, as a fan, notice a lot more articles that are out there about MASH than maybe you do. Mm -hmm, probably. And I've seen of late, uh, especially in the last few years, ever since Harvey Weinstein and, you know, the Me Too movement, I've seen more about this and about the show MASH. People who are seeing it with fresh eyes for the very first time in 2019 are going to have a completely different perspective on that show than somebody who saw it when it first debuted in 1972 or when it went off the air in 1983 or when it was in syndication ever since then. It's different. It's a different time now, obviously. And so if you are seeing this show for the very first time, you're going to find some moments that will probably make you cringe, especially in the early seasons of the show. When he brought up the fact that uh, the writer said, yeah, maybe if female writers were on, it would have been different. Yes, we did have some female writers. We had Karen Hall. We also had uh, uh, Mary Kay Place. Yep. But I think that they came in a little bit later on in the series. They did. Yeah. They weren't as prevalent in the writer's room in the early years. And I think the earlier years are when you see a lot of the behavior that Jesper is talking about. In particular, he is referencing the one episode where there is a visiting surgeon, plastic surgeon, who comes in to do a nose job on on one of the soldiers there. Let me go! 
prove it to you. Stop it! Stop it! I'll scream! I'll scream, you'll holler, you'll sing, you'll become a symphony. Me too! I'll the truth, what's your nickname? That's a lie! You're the Barracuda, right? I've done hundreds of women, Major. Please be one of them. I'll crack you across the face with this! I knew I could count on you. Glad to see you. You chop him in half, you'll find your grandmother inside. Had Hawkeye not walked in and stopped them, we don't know what would have happened to Margaret. And yes, it was played off for laughs at the time, but it it could make you cringe. It could I could see how somebody coming in with fresh eyes, and even somebody who has watched all these episodes for many, many years nowadays can look at it and go, wow, that probably wouldn't play nowadays. If MASH was being made today. I think that you could still deal with some of the objectification of women. However, I think the difference is, is that you're going to see it also from the women's point of view. And you never really got into that with MASH. You never got to see how the nurses felt about being treated like that by Hawkeye or Trapper or somebody in the camp. I think you would see that nowadays. Yeah, and I think, think in fact... During the the kind of behavior that the Hawkeye guy character and other characters in the camp were projecting was almost something that was uh, supposedly uh, appealing to the nurses. They liked it. They were okay with it, even though. But we don't know. And your point is very well taken. Maybe they weren't. And now, if we if we saw the you know if it was shot today, maybe we'd find out that they weren't so happy with it and didn't like it. And that that would have been a very interesting thing to see. Yeah. And I think you even started seeing some of that as the show went on. Oh, there was a definite shift in tone over the life of the series. And in later seasons, now some of them say it was Alan Alden being a feminist. And maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there isn't. But over the years, you did see a shift in that Hawkeye, while he may have still been kind of an incorrigible lech at times, even later in the series... However, usually in the end, he had egg on his face at the end of the episode and and the nurses won in the end. But I, I think you have a valid point too, Jeff, in that you have to consider the time that the show was set and also the time that the show was filmed. Mm-hmm. If you were transported back to spend a week in 1974 and you spent that entire week in 1974 doing nothing but watching television, network television. For a whole week. That's all I did in 1974. (laughs) (laughs) But I am willing to bet that if you spent a whole week watching network television in 1974, that 90% of the shows that you watched did the exact same thing. Their treatment of of women. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that was just a part of the time. Right. And the the difference is, is that 98% of those shows that were on the air in 1974 have no staying power and you don't see them anymore. MASH has sustained its popularity and in some ways has even increased its popularity since it went off the air in 1983. Those other shows, you never see them. Right. So MASH becomes kind of the poster child for that behavior because it's still so popular. But I guarantee that if you were watching these lousy sitcoms that were on the air back then or dramas or whatever, they were treating women the same way. You just don't hear about it because those shows weren't popular and nobody remembers them. So I don't know. I, I, I would love to. Oh, I don't want to get political. But yeah, look, look at us getting all serious about that. <laughs> My goodness. It is, it is a topic that is out there and it's on people's minds. So if anybody has any thoughts, if anybody listening has thoughts that they would like to share. Just keep them to yourself. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please feel free to. Now, I'm not going to say that we're going to read everybody who sends a message to us. But if you have some thoughts, we we may share those on a, on a future episode. The only other thing I want to say is, Jesper, you're over there in Germany. If there are any other MASH fans in Germany, please go talk to Jesper. He's lonely for a MASH fan to talk about MASH. Aww. We just go have some coffee with him and, and talk about MASH. I feel I feel bad for Jesper. I wish I could go over to Germany and just sit with him and talk about MASH with him. Well, as a surprise, we have decided to uh, bring Jesper over. We've sent him a first-class round-trip <laughs> ticket. He's going to be here, I think, Thursday. And uh, he's staying with you, Ryan, just because it uh, was more convenient at the airport uh, that way. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, about okay. a couple of weeks, uh, he's going to bring his family and uh, <laughs> he has a dog. He can't leave the dog in Germany. So everybody's coming out. So you and Jesper, you're going to love the whole family. And you, boy, the recipes, the food you're going to eat, it's going to be great. Our budget has increased after our one year anniversary. It's hasn't our, it? an- our anniversary present to you, Jesper. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm just kidding. You're getting no ticket, all right? Forget it, pal. We blew our entire prize budget on that gift card that we sent to Dave back in like episode eight. We borrowed money from that experience. That's right. We have a bank loan that we have to pay off just for that gift card. So, you know, a a few episodes back, we talked about the possibility of rebooting MASH. And if they did, God forbid, reboot MASH, who would you want to see in those roles? Mm. Well, you know, because of the Mike Farrell interview, more and more people are being introduced to our podcast. So they're catching up. So we're getting answers to questions from many, many podcasts ago coming in now, which is great. We love it. We love hearing from all the new listeners who have discovered the podcast. And please share that with your friends. And we want to be answering these questions forever. But Mobius Taylor, he he sent us a, a message and said, I agree with you both on the remake of MASH. However, I'm surprised that they have not made a modern version of MASH, say from Afghanistan or Iraq. It would be fascinating to see it. I am amazed that it has not been floated by Netflix or Amazon Prime. Well, you know, maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. And uh, maybe we will see a remake of MASH eventually. And if so, here are some casting ideas. David Wood sent us some possibilities. Uh, he says John Krasinski would make a great Hawkeye. Bill Murray could play the Colonel. Steve Carell, Major Burns. Trapper could be Sasha Baron Cohen. And Kristen Wiig is perfect for Hot Lips. Teresa Boyette, she says, here are my suggestions. Bill Hader for Hawkeye. Well, he does that great Alan Alda. So there you go. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, John Krasinski again. He's back in the show for BJ Honeycutt. Steve Carell for Frank Burns. Tim Allen for Colonel Blake. Uh, uh, Laura Prepon. I don't even know who that is for Hot Lips. Jesse Tyler Ferguson for Faller Mulcahy. Yeah, that works. Kanul Nayar. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry to say. For Klinger. <laughs> Chris Pratt for Trapper John. Bill Murray or John Ratzenberger for Co- Colonel Potter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eric Stone Street uh, for Charles Winchester. Haley Joel Osment for Radar O'Reilly. Brad Pitt for Colonel Flagg. <laughs> you know, that could work. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Simon Helberg for Igor Straminsky. All right. I like that idea. And Ben Stiller or Paul Rudd for Sidney Freeman. Mm-hmm. Well, 
you know, hey, these are very cute suggestions. And, you know, my personal feelings are, boy, I hope this never happens. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yes. But, but I, and, and it's cute. It's fun to do. I mean, it's fun to think about. Yeah. Well, Russell shares our feelings. Russell says, I'm writing in regards to the reboot topic. I'm a huge fan. It would be next to impossible to recapture the magic of the original cast. That being said, I'm not opposed to a reboot. And I'll tell you why. If the reboot fails, I still have the original and I've lost nothing. If the off chance the reboot succeeds, I now have two versions of the show that I like, and that goes squarely into the win-win category. So here are his choices. He says, for BJ, here we go again, for the third straight person, John Krasinski, for BJ, hey. for Hawkeye, Nathan Fillion, also Colonel Potter, Judd Hirsch. <laughs> I like that. Ah, I, I like, I Judd, like Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Yeah. yeah. For Charles, two choices, one being uh, Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory or Rain Wilson from The Office. For Radar, it could be Johnny Gal Lucky from the Big Bang Theory. Okay. Igor, he says, now here's what you're going to like. He says, I would give Igor a bigger role and I would have Simon Helberg, who also plays Howard on the Big Bang Theory. That's the second vote for Simon as uh, Igor. Great. Okay, great. Simon gets the bigger role, Igor. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Gee. Uh, Frank Burns, uh, he could have John Ross Bowie play that part. For Margaret, I would have Katie Sackhoff. And for Klinger, I would have Paul Rudd. Uh, interesting, interesting mix. He even goes so far as to have Ginger Bayless played by Regina King and Spear Jucker Jones played by Anthony Mackie from The Avengers. So, I mean, he's even going deep into secondary characters there. That's serious. But yeah. thank you, Russell, for those. And again, we hope and pray that this never, <laughs> ever happens. Thank God. Uh, or we never have to talk about it again because, you know, I'm not that big a fan of the whole concept. But anyway, from Dave Himes. Isn't Dave Himes the recipient of our card? I think that's Dave. Yeah, Himes. Dave Himes got our yes. card. Yes. Dave, hi. He says, hey, Jeff and Ryan, you were talking about continuity errors. And there's actually a big one that Jeff was part of. Maybe not a continuity error per se. But an error nonetheless. In one episode, Major Burns is going through the chow line and is reprimanding Igor. <laughs> How many times did that happen? About something. And he calls him Sergeant. Wondering if you remember that, Jeff, and any insight as to why they didn't reshoot that or overdub it. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. And please send me another card. All right. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I don't think he said that. We, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't really say that. Um, you know couple of things. I don't remember that. <laughs> he may have said it. Uh, and if he did, they wouldn't have reshot the scene just to um, make him say private because it would have been too expensive. So they would have gone, eh, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to hear about it. So if he did say that. He did say it. And I have audio proof. Here it is. Oh, let's hear it. Oh, I want to hear it. No, 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 Sergeant. From now on, you will not simply slop food onto these trays. Look at this random arrangement, Major. I'm looking. The kidney beans have slopped over from the kidney bean compartment into the applesauce compartment. The dehydrated potatoes are in every compartment. It's no wonder I never have an appetite. Sergeant, I want standardization of compartment usage. When I look down a table at a row of trays, I want to see beans, 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 beans. Potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. Applesauce, applesauce, applesauce. You got that? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full? <laughs> ah, okay. He did say it. I get it. So uh, the reality is they still wouldn't have reshot it because they didn't think that anybody would particularly care that he said sergeant, major, private, or whatever he said. 
uh, the joke was okay and the, the scene was going along. So I don't think they would have said, oh, wait a minute. Let's spend another $42,000 and reshoot that. So probably they they wouldn't have done that. Well, and when we were talking about the continuity uh, issue a few episodes back, too, you brought up a good point in that at the time, there wasn't as much effort into making sure that all the little minutiae was covered. Because at the time, there was no way to binge watch these episodes. So right. certain people probably would have caught that maybe when it was originally aired, but because we know Igor as a private through the entire run of the series, when all of a sudden Frank says Sergeant, we notice it now. It probably wasn't noticed as much back in season four when that episode aired. So all of these little uh, nitpicky little uh, continuity errors, they're amplified now because we have the entire series on demand. And I always cover my little minutia, by the way. <laughs> So, is this going back to doing the podcast in your underwear again? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you are saying. Bad, 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 right? Hey, so we've been talking for a while here. Let's, I think we should wrap this one up. We have a lot more questions to get to and some <laughs> we really- We have a lot of questions. We do. And uh, hey, if you have sent us a question, please be patient. It might be episode 38 before we get to your question, but we're going to try to get to as many as we possibly can. But I do want to uh, mention this, and I'm going to put this uh, picture in the show notes at mashmatterspodcast.com. Now, last time we had Eric who sent us pictures of himself in uh, full Klinger cosplay. Oh, boy. But now I want to share this picture on there because it's one of the coolest birthday cakes I've ever seen. And it came from a friend of the show, Phil Sheridan. On his 46th birthday, his parents made him a special cake. And it is one of the coolest little cakes I've ever seen because it's the swamp. <laughs> it's a swamp cake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And it, has it is cool. It is. It's really cool. I want one right now. I wish I had that. I would eat that like crazy. A little vanilla ice cream. Mm, yeah. Yummy. And they even have mash written on the side and they have the signpost also as a part of the cake. And we're going to include this photo of Phil Sheridan's birthday cake in our show notes. And we'll probably put it on Facebook as well. But uh, happy belated 46th birthday, Phil. And I hope you enjoyed the cake. I hope it was sticky and gooey. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably tasted like gin. <laughs> now you got my attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had our, our first international voicemail at the top of the uh, show. I want to close with some more love from our international fans because I recently discovered something, Jeff. What is that? When I go on iTunes and I read all the wonderful reviews that people have left for us, that is only the American version. There are other versions of iTunes for every country. And we've had a few reviews internationally as well. Two from uh, Great Britain and uh, one from our neighbors to the north uh, in Canada. So I just wanted to say thank you. And, and what's great about uh, iTunes is that you don't have their real names. They just have their usernames. Oh, I just saw that username. <laughs> That's from Great Britain. One is Silence Girl from Great Britain. Thank you for your review. Yeah. And also... Ferret, Ferret lips, lips from Love that. Great Britain. <laughs> and then Renter 2011 Boo Boo uh -oh. from Canada yeah. said, thank you, gentlemen, for this podcast being a huge fan. The others were just more or less episodes reviews. Yours has so much more fun info and great stories. I'm going to keep bugging you until I hear my name. Well, Renter 2011 Boo Boo, thank you for your <laughs> review. Now leave us alone and stop bugging us, all right? <laughs> 
No, thanks to everybody who has left reviews on Facebook and on uh, iTunes. And please keep them coming. We love to read your feedback. Get in touch with us. Leave a voicemail, 513-436-4077. And we will start year number two with our next episode, episode 24. And Jeff, just a reminder. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I get it. Episode 28 is coming up soon. Number 28 coming up soon. We're how many? We're four away. That may be our biggest podcast episode yet. I'm just saying. And just to remind everybody, it's why Johnny Hamer voiced over. uh, They say Johnny Hamer voiced over my voice in a scene. So I will explain that in episode 28. So get ready. Get the kids out of the room. Get all the kids out of the room because it's going to be very, very substantial and shocking. And folks, I don't even know the story. Jeff has not told me the story off mic yet. So I will be experiencing it along with you. The shock and awe of the story in episode 28. There is a bit of shock to it. So stay tuned. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, folks. That's it? No more? We going to stop talking now? We're going to stop talking now, but we will be back uh, in a few weeks for episode number 24. Until next time, here's looking up your old address. Okay.